Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. If you are a fan of the show, please like and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com. Joining us, we are back on another afternoon. Another and I, afternoon. And I Saturday. Um, we are here to talk about it. Uh, all things. All it. things. It. I'm so excited because yeah. I love this. I love the story. Up. It's so. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And if you're not into it, then what are you even here for? I, yeah, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but first, what is new? We'll talk about like how we're doing. Because it's been so long since I saw you last week. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a pretty quick turnaround for a recording for us, and an ambitious one at that. I know. Well, we're just trying to get these hammered out. We're, we're trying to get keep the fans entertained. Yeah, exactly. So, what's new with you, Katie? Um, well, it's funny, because I just, you know, the last time we recorded a week ago, I was looking forward to um, a pretty significant field trip that I was taking with one of my classes this week, an overnight on Angel Island at Camp Reynolds, doing a Civil War reenactment experience. So we had 33 fifth graders and we had seven parent chaperones and myself and two other teachers. And so there was the <laughs> our principal swore us in as Abraham Lincoln before we <gasps> left on the trip. So much. Very dramatic. Everybody's Crazy. in uniform. Um, and uh, it was fantastic. It went really, really well. We got so lucky with the weather because, as you know, it's been nothing but rain for years now. <sighs> Yeah. Um, we're in like years. an apocalyptic future where it just rains. Monsoons all day. Yeah. All it's night. like that planet where they're building the droids in Star Wars where it's just the rain doesn't stop. Like there is no star and it is just rain. Yeah. Um, but we we were there on Wednesday and Thursday and not a cloud in the sky. Sun shining, beautiful weather. We got so incredibly lucky. Yeah, for sure. Um, so lucky. And by the time it was done, my legs no longer worked. Um, cause I, my watch died about like, I don't know, a mile from the end of the final night hike of the day. Mm-hmm. And it had logged, um, like over 13 miles of walking. But the thing that blew my mind was 107 flights climbed. Huh. Yeah. Because the um, parade grounds at the camp are not level. Yeah. And the, you know, we were rotating six squads through six different stations and I was trying to photograph like every squad at every station, you know, so share pictures with parents and everything. And also like checking in on the sergeants, which were the chaperones facilitating the activities and everything. And so I was just lapping the You're whole time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my legs didn't work there for about a day. And then um, <laughs> the day after we got back was our school fun run. Um which, you know, I, I ran a little bit. I probably shouldn't have. Um, but it was just like this week was it <laughs> was just not legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never walk again. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. But I'm starting to feel like, like they're they're a little bit back to normal. So you need like a 
one of those old timey wheelchairs with like a blanket over your lap. Yeah, like, yeah, like, Del- like Roosevelt. Cre- yes. Yeah, or someone to rub liniment. Yeah, on I need my, my liniment. I need my liniment. What's um, it been made? It's made out of morphine and opium. Okay, yep. you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> You've got the ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine for it. Get those cocaine. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a weird, unusual, crazy, wild week, and I'm had a lot of fun, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like something that requires lots of planning. Mm-hmm. And then you go and it's it's fun in the moment. And then you're done and it's exhausting. And But yeah. you, it's, you're glad yeah. you had the experience. Glad, and but. glad we did it for the kids because they sure. had an incredible time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. It sounds like, very lucky that weather held up and wasn't Thank God. Was it yeah, we, we, it's like night. you go whether it rains or not. It's a rain or shine activity. You just bring a poncho that's the difference and it's a lot less pleasant i bet yeah yeah sounds terrible but what's new with you um i mean just working living my life parenting um i'm super excited about just all this new content of shows that are like just Mm -hmm. you know being pushed out in in march so let me think Uh, yellow jackets is season two starting and that show is so insane. I yeah. love it so much. Um, and who doesn't love Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis and mm-hmm. all these heavy hitters? Melanie Linsky. Yeah. yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. Uh, um, and then... Um, Ted Lasso's Ted, back. Yeah. Ted Lasso. <laughs> which, you know, when you're watching a downer show, you mm-hmm. need some, you know, a palate cleanser. And I call Ted Lasso my palate cleanser. Yeah. It's just, just so warm and know. fuzzy. Right. And, you know, and, and I'm from being from Texas. I felt at first was like, like every I felt... A lot of him, who Did he was, you feel was targeted? annoying. <laughs> but then I, you know, he was endearing off after a while, which I think is the point. But yeah. um, he, I really like that show a lot, and um, I think that Charlotte is wanting me to take her to see Scream Six, which oh, Kate that's right, out, or it just came out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I might be doing that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited that she's dipping her toe mm-hmm. in the horror genre. Uh, she went to school a few days ago wearing a Scream shirt, oh. jeans, a flannel, Converse. It was very much like horror, horror grunge, horror grunge. And I was, I was like very thinking, proud. this is so yeah. nice. Well, and then, yeah, like, leveling up to going and seeing horror movies in the theater. Because, like, I had, you know, Grace has been watching horror movies for so long, but it, she didn't see one in the theater until the new Candyman. That was the first one. That one's so good, too. What a good uh, yeah. treat to good go Good one see to start that. out on. Um, because yeah. it is. It's so much scarier. And if you're going to see it in the theater, it's likely that you as the parent haven't seen it before. Mm-hmm. And so you're, it's a gamble whether or not I mean, it's going to be okay for them to ready see. ready to... Cover, cover her, her eyes, eyes. <laughs> right next to her and you know just what tell her that's to run. Just, just that's just your life yep. i paid this money for you to see this and i will waste my pennies by making you close your eyes <laughs> you watching it so i think it'll be fun i um i don't know it's kind of fun to share that that uh horror movie genre journey with your child yeah and not force it on them where they're yeah. legitimately asking and, and interested and it's kind of fun so i'm excited We'll see. I hope it's good. Yeah. Can't wait to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. We, we, we prepared for this in a week, and it's a huge undertaking, I kind of realized, as I was going through. Yeah. We foolishly, foolish. one might say. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, um, I think it's 1990 version 1990, yeah. of it. 
Which the was mini a TV miniseries. It was on ABC. It sure was. Uh-huh. And amazing. I feel like it was three yeah. nights. I watched some of the nights when yeah. it was on when I shouldn't have. I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And it was on and I was thinking, oh, well, there's a cloud. Mm-hmm. And then he was horrifying. And Why is there blood everywhere? I was thinking, I'm so scared and my stomach hurts. But I want to know what hap- what's happening next. It was just a... I got uh, sort of hooked, uh, hooked in, yeah. you know, in a trance. I, I couldn't turn yeah. away. So I think that it is that movie for a lot of people in our age range. I think you're right, and I'm I'm excited too. I just love Tim Curry so much. So okay, <laughs> without further ado, Katie's talking about the miniseries. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and so even though you know uh, this is uh, kind of a joke. Um, for me, but I do, I own this on DVD. Um, Me too! (laughs) And so, um, because it was originally, you know, uh, developed as a miniseries, you can tell where the commercial breaks took Uh place. Um, because of the editing and the, yeah, yeah. And a little, and the ends of the episodes as well, like the kind of pseudo cliffhangers that they created. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, having watched it off of this DVD many times over the years, and actually I think I might have had it on VHS before I had it on DVD, like the two taped VHS. Oh, I remember those tapes. Um, With Pennywise on the spine. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was the white, white box with Pennywise. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was a go-to movie for me and my best friend Hillary that I've mentioned many times, who was my original scary movie friend. Um, And uh, actually maybe if, if we don't go too much over time, I have a fun it story regarding Hillary. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's our podcast. We can go over time. That's true. We We could talk absolutely as long as we want. People can just turn it off and live their lives. So sure can continue. Um, (laughs) So we, when we would rewatch it uh, when we were younger and we'd seen it so many times, oftentimes we would start it and we wouldn't go all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And we realized over time it was partly because we thought that the beginning, like maybe half to two thirds of the movie was a lot better than the last part. Um, and so on my DVD, it's actually a two-sided DVD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I think that based on the time breakdown, it might have been over three nights, not just two. Um, and like one side of the DVD has like the first two nights and then the back side has the last night. But the, the reason that I'm going into all of this is because when I was writing the recap, like we've said, we were on a very short timeline for this and I did it um, in two different installments. And the first time I was working on it, I only did the first side of the DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into some pretty good detail. Uh, and then I left it until this afternoon to finish. Mm-hmm. So I was on much more of a crunch of like, okay, I know what happens to this scene. I'm going to type this real quick and then I'm going to fast forward. Um, yeah, because yeah, I really like, do. Yeah. I mean, I know it by heart. I know the lines. I don't need to hear them spoken. Um, but it's funny. Beep, so my <laughs> my um, so my recap is far more detailed in the beginning part of the movie than it is in that last portion. Uh-huh. But it, I think that that's kind of fitting because, in my opinion, the the beginning part is better, is more entertaining. I think you definitely hit the nail on the head yeah. with that. But and part of that I, is, yeah, yeah, you know, it's so good as we'll. Um, see as we go through it bounces back and forth between two different time periods and the beginning half to two thirds you get a lot of when the main characters are children and then at the end it's almost entirely when they're adults yeah. and adults are lame 
Horror movies with kids, way better. Of course. <laughs> and you get a little bit of a Scooby-Doo vibe. Yes. Those, those kids, the yeah. meddling kids. A L- little bit of Goonies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not quite as jovial. Um, but anyway, so the uh, film, miniseries, whatever you want to call it, begins, um, the opening credits are as haunting music over um, the credits featuring old-timey photo album pages with black and white photos of young folks in the 50s. Um, once the credits expire, we're at a modest suburban house and a storm is rolling in. A mom calls out to her young daughter to come in off her tricycle. But before that can happen, the girl hears the sound of giggles and glimpses a red haired clown hiding in amongst the sheets on the clothesline. You know, saying hi, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, a clown. Uh, and moments later, the, her mother comes back out of the house and screams in horror at what we assume is the sight of her daughter's body. Yeah. 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 Horrible. So <clears throat> pretty uh, bold opening, especially, yeah, especially for, for Prime Time TV. <laughs> Get ready. Buckle up. Yeah. This we are Stephen here. King. We're, We're not, not here to play. We're not here to play. <laughs> uh, so we cut to all the emergency services are on the scene. A local man has words with the police chief expressing concern at, quote, six kids missing or dead. Uh, and then that man, that same man, finds an old school photo, like a, you know, 50 years old or 30 years old school photo lying nearby and picks it up, saying to himself, Georgie. Uh, that night, the man is journaling, saying it's time to tell the others. So he picks up his address book and starts making phone calls. The first phone call goes to England to an author who is hard at work um, on a spooky story typing on his big ass desktop computer. <laughs> Um, so this is Bill, uh, and we're also meeting his wife, Audra, played by the lovely Olivia Hussey of Black Christmas her. fame. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we learn that the caller's name, the, the man from the initial scenes, is Mike Hanlon, and he tells Bill it's back. And he tells Bill that he found the photograph of George. Uh, after the men hang up, we are whisked back to Bill's childhood memory um, of his, his brother, Georgie. Uh, young Bill, who's played by heartthrob Jonathan Brandis, R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. And we, we are accurately saying R.I.P. on this occasion. This yeah. is not one of those times when we're errantly putting someone prematurely it, in their grave. I know. Yeah. yeah. That was very, very sad. Very sad. He took his own life and he was yeah. just a, a talent gone too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we have him here playing young Bill. Bill is sick in bed, and he gives his brother Georgie, his little brother, a newspaper boat, which Georgie takes out to sail uh, in the rain all by himself. While he's playing, Georgie's boat slips down a storm drain, but is rescued by Pennywise the Dancing Clown, who is the same clown that we glimpsed through the sheets in the clothesline earlier. Um, Pennywise and George have a long chat through the, the drain opening, which I, I described as highly quotable because mm-hmm. so many of the phrases in that exchange, like Hillary and I would say to each other all the time, <laughs> don't you want a balloon? Don't you want a balloon? <laughs> and that's the first time he says, they float. They all, they all float. I so know. some really iconic Pennywise lines we get in that in that exchange. Oh, I love Tim Carey so much. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, I haven't best. even stopped to acknowledge Pennywise is Tim Tim Curry. Yes, I mean that that is this movie. Everything that this movie brings to the table hinges on Tim Curry's His amazingness. Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. I, just, ugh. I love him. Yeah. So after they have their little chit chat, Georgie reaches into the drain to take the boat from Pennywise and gets his arm ripped off. Yeah. So sad ending. 
Poor fellow. Yeah. So after Georgie's funeral, Bill is looking through an album in Georgie's room and he stops at the school picture that we've already seen, the one that Mike found at the the current day crime scene. Uh, Suddenly the photo winks at Bill, comes Mm -hmm. alive and winks at Bill. Um, Startling Bill, he throws the album across the room. The pages flip and the picture oozes blood, uh, blood that his parents can't see when they arrive into the room in response to his hysterical screams. Um, So now we're taken back into present day and Bill tells Audra that he's going back because he made a promise. Mm -hmm. So since you've given me permission to take as much time as I want, this is the moment that I will share my Hillary story. Okay. So I had seen this movie actually when I was in Texas visiting my grandparents. Um, I rented it with an aunt and, you know, scared myself shitless. And then not long after back at home in California, it was Hillary's birthday sleepover, like her 11th or 12th birthday. And we're at the video store. (laughs) (laughs) We're at the video store trying to figure out what scary movie we want to rent, and I see it, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys, this is it. This is the scariest movie ever made. We have to get this. And I was the only one that had seen it. So we rent it. We bring it back to her dad's house. We're all piled in the pillows and the sofa and the living room with the lights out watching the movie. And that scene happens where Bill is looking at the photo album. And when Georgie's photo winks, I'm the one that screams. <laughs> Nobody else screams. And I, the one person who had actually already seen the movie, screamed like a madman. And they're looking at me like, what is wrong with you? So I got shit for that for a long time. Well, I think it's fitting. You deserve it. I mean, I was, yeah, I was a screamer even then. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, I mean, it's it's a scary movie. Ah! It's a scary, scary movie. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. So, um, now, so we've met modern day Bill. So, so far we've met Mike, we've met Bill. Uh, now we're in New York meeting architect Ben Hanscom, who is played by peak John Ritter. R.I.P. John Ritter, too. Again, yeah, R.I.P. John Ritter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ben is drunk and celebrating an award win with a lady friend. His lady, his gal pal. His gal pal in a really spectacular early 90s dress. Right. I mean, and his this, apartment is, pe- or his uh, condo, whatever yeah. place, is peak 1990s also. Oh, yeah. So with, bad. It's like the gray flooring that you find in an office building. And you're yeah, like, and it's supposed to look all like, like chic because he's an architect, like a big shot. But then um, you're like, what? what? No. What? No. Um, so when Ben's call from Mike comes in, uh, Ben tells Mike that he remembers almost nothing, but he agrees to come. Mm-hmm. So now we begin Ben's flashback. He's the new kid in school in Derry, and he's being mocked in class for being fat by hooligan Henry Bowers, who mm-hmm. is another pretty key character. Um, Henry gets detention for um, picking on Ben. And he's so, like, you're dead. And he's like a 1950s <laughs> greaser looking kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and Henry retaliates by jumping Ben after school. Yeah. Uh, in the tussle. You don't mess up with the, you don't mess with the T-birds. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say that. But that's he sure what didn't. I felt like. <laughs> but, but thanks the for the context. <laughs> We're going to race for pink papers. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I deviated too much. Okay, so, yeah, Ben's. Um, yeah, getting up. <laughs> so he's getting he's getting attacked after school yeah. by Henry and Poor his guy. his his cronies. He's got two buddies that are always with him. Belch, uh, and... Belch, and um, uh, oh, the other one. <laughs> Belch and the other one. <laughs> Belch and the other one. Who is? Uh, it's later. Who cares? We'll come to it later. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Um. Anyway, so it's Henry and his two friends. Um, jumping Ben in the tussle. Ben falls into a gully that is called the Barrens. Um, and he hides. And then after um, Eddie and his friends are gone, he comes out and meets Bill and Eddie. 
Um, so we've already met young Bill, Jonathan Brandis. Now we're meeting uh, this other little boy, Eddie. Uh, they are instant friends. They make plans to build a dam together in the, the waterways down in this um, this gully. And then um, later that day, Ben goes back to the Barrens by himself and he hears his dad call him from the marsh. Now, we know that his dad is dead. His dad was killed in the Korean War. Um, but he hears his dad calling him. He follows the voice, uh, sees the image of his uniformed father that gradually transforms into Pennywise, who then vanishes, but then suddenly a muck-covered skeleton leaps out of the water and grabs Ben's ankles, and it's all very... Well, I, I would say scary, but the effects... Well, the skeleton is pretty hokey. The skeleton's hokey, the weird vision of like the, the dad, dad like waving like, hi, hey, Ben. Ben. That's my home now. That's where I live. Come see me anytime. And you're like, oh, what, what? the hell? And then his like army uniform starts developing like pom-poms Little down the pom-poms. front of it one by one as he gradually turns into Pennywise. Yeah. That I was mean, that, def- that moment that was, was kind of cool. Creepy. But then, yeah, the skeleton that comes out of the water is very like mechanical and weird and It just looks, it reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean. A little bit. Like chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> Clank, 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 clack. I'm going to oh, get you. <laughs> um, all right. So that's our um, touch in with Ben's character. Uh, next one we meet is hugely successful fashion designer Beverly Marsh and her piece of shit husband, Tom. <laughs> You're nothing without me, Beverly. <laughs> Beverly. And actually, I'm going to correct myself right there because I don't think that they're actually married in this one. I think, oh, okay. I think they might be married in the new one. Yes. And they are married. in the book, but they're not in this one. Right. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so... Mike's call uh, comes to Beverly at home that night and Bev, you know, immediately tries to rush off. um, And we see the abuse in her relationship with Tom as he responds to the idea of his property, his wife or his woman uh, trying to rush off in the middle of the night because some man called. Yeah. Um, He Tom brings the belt out. (laughs) Um, But Beverly's commitment to her old friends gives her the backbone to fight back and she leaves him. Uh, And she actually says if he ever comes after her again that she will kill him. So she definitely finds that backbone in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on the cab ride to O'Hare, because she is in Chicago, her flashback begins. Um, She has a secret admirer. Uh, We know that it's Ben. Ben has a little crush on Bev. Um, And Ben has dropped off a love poem. Uh, But after reading it, uh, her Beverly's dad comes in, he sees it, and we realize um, she has this history of childhood abuse that was naturally the precursor to the abuse in her adult relationship. Um, And she runs from the house after this uh, exchange with her dad. Ben finds her um, crying, and he takes her to the Barrens to meet up with Bill and Eddie to try and cheer her up. Um, And soon they're joined by Stan and Richie, two other uh, boys that we're meeting for the first time. Richie played by Seth Green. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Seth Green. So redheaded, you can't even handle it. His hair is so red. Glasses. Glasses all taped together. Um, And the whole crew builds the dam together and their friendship is fully galvanized at this point. So there's the six of them, the five boys and Bev. Um, You can see a little bit of flirty chemistry between Bill and Bev. And she definitely thinks that he's the one that wrote the poem, maybe hopes that he's the one that wrote the poem, not Ben. Um, And Ben's looking on from the side like, that was me. That was me. It was my poem. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Bill stutters. He can't write a poem. Bill doesn't know anything. He can barely write. Okay. (laughs) He's practically. 
statistically <laughs> illiterate. <laughs> um, and then uh, that night in her bathroom, um, Beverly hears voices emanating from the drain in the sink, um, reflecting all the dead kids. Mm-hmm. Um and suddenly a balloon emerges from the sink, gradually growing bigger and bigger and bigger until it explodes, splattering blood everywhere that, once again, her dad can't see. So the adults can never see yeah. this stuff that's going on. It's so scary. Yeah. So, um, yeah, at this point, like, there's been kind of, uh, it's been alluded to in a couple of different scenes and different moments, but they're in the middle of, the their, their town is in the middle of a crisis where kids are dying, being found murdered or disappearing, just like Mike had been observing in, in the present day. So this yeah. was going on when they were children as well. Yeah. Was it like, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, the late 80s, early 90s at this point in present day when yeah. the film comes out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in the 60s, well, right? 50s. 50s? Because it's, okay. thir- it's a 30-year gap. 27 years, right? It's 27 in the book and the remake. It's 30 in the miniseries. Oh, okay. Because they figured they didn't want to make the math hard for people. Oh, can't do math. <laughs> 27? 27. That's a prime number. <laughs> no, no, no. Make it divisible by 10. Americans it's not can't a prime number. Okay. America, it's not a prime number. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? I'm not a math teacher, but I know that. I'm not a smart man. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> okay, so next it's adult Eddie we meet. So we've already met Eddie as a little kid, but now we meet the adult version. Uh, he's heading out to answer the call from Mike, leaving behind his horribly codependent mother, who just a wretch mm-hmm. um, and his flashback starts and they're in the movie theater where all the kids are watching I was a teenage werewolf together mm-hmm. uh, he accidentally kicks popcorn off the balcony ledge and it lands on Henry and his friends who are right below oh my god what are the odds and then Richie makes the situation worse by deciding to pour out his soda on Henry <laughs> and the boys below them before the group w- runs away from the theater it was kind of funny. He's like, take that, Jabronis. He just, like, like spills If I were you, I wouldn't pay to see a monster movie. I'd just stay at home and look in the mirror. And then he dumps <laughs> a soda on them. Yeah, because oh, uh, Rich, Richie's our comedian in Richie this Richie doesn't give a, a flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richie has no fucks to give. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, later they all walk Eddie back home. And Eddie's just, you know, in the glow of this friendship and this group that he has. And he's so happy until his uh, the young version of his obnoxious mother rushes out of the house, freaks out, admonishes him that he can't, he can't play with these boys. He has to stay home and rest. And he's not to shower after Jim at school because she doesn't want him catching the other boys germs. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This okay, woman's sorry. a dumb bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she sucks. But... Pennywise needs to get her. She's the worst. (laughs) Right? Right? Why doesn't Pennywise go for any of these people? Yeah, get Um, these horrible people that suck. But then at school, the PE teacher catches him that, Kazbrak, did you shower? You take phys ed, you sweat. You take a shower. Got it? So he sends Eddie off to poor shower. Little, poor little Eddie. Who's well, like, at that point, like, there's no other boys there because this is... He's like 50 pounds soaking wet. I know. He's a little, he's tiny, a little tiny guy. A little guy. Um, and so he's alone in the locker room shower when Pennywise bursts out of the drain for a visit. And this is another time that's like, it's a pretty... Like, it's a scary, creepy scene. Um, the effects are... Not good. Laughable, because Pennywise, like, first, it's a normal-sized drain, and you see his little gloved hand poking out, and then he grips either side of the drain and then stretches it. And when they show the effect of the drain stretching large enough to allow an adult-sized Tim Curry to come out, it's not 
Great. It's just like a crazy claymation situation. It does look like claymation. That's yeah. I could not place it, but that mm-hmm. is what it looks like. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, those 1950s dinosaur like, yeah. videos yeah. or like films. Or Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit, but like even worse because it was like all hokey and like weird stop motion and not flowy like Wallace and Gromit. It was at least like it, it kind of felt like, you know, film. Yeah. Uh, it just felt very jittery kind yeah. of strange and it, it takes you out of the moment it does and, and you're like thinking oh tim curry i'm so, so well that's silly <laughs> now like, let me re, re get back on track that's fine but, um, okay and and tim curry like pennywise he's very punny mm-hmm. um and and you know makes jokes uh and so he's like kind of juxtaposing like the um ominously humorous with when he actually becomes a terrifying monster but like i like in the scene where he goes Hiya, Wheezy, <laughs> because Eddie has asthma. Um, and he's just, it's, it's, he's funny and he's scary and it's, it, it's a beautiful performance. It's oh, flawless. Definitely. Um, so that's our flashback for Eddie. Now we know um, a little bit about what his childhood experience with Pennywise was. And we're back to modern day um, meeting adult Richie, who's played by Harry Anderson. I love him too. R. I was obsessed with also. Night Court. Wait, Harry Anderson died? Yeah. Do you need to fact check that? No, 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 no. I looked it up because um, they did a reboot of the show. Of Night Court, yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking, oh, I wonder if he's he would make a cameo, but he had died if he oh. has died a few Aww. years ago. Too um, many RIPs in this recap. I'm not a fan. I know. I know. We're going to have to like create some sort of poltergeist. Uh, no, like the, the curse of it. No, I think it's just time. It's just time. <laughs> like, oh, this this movie is over 30. 30 years old. Over 30. Over 30. Yeah. Okay. Well, Harry Anderson's playing um, our adult Richie. He's a stand-up comic now. He gets his call from Mike. He agrees to come back, um, and his flashback begins. In his, he has a run-in with Henry Bauer in the cafeteria, and after that, he's sent down um, to get a mop from the janitor to clean up but when he's down in the boiler room of the school he's attacked by first the teenage werewolf who then transforms into Pennywise Freddy Krueger no <laughs> I'm like boiler room Freddy Krueger obviously yeah um, so that that's Richie's you know kind of seminal Pennywise moment from when he was a kid um, and then we are getting we're Closing in on the end of this group, we get Mike's own flashback um, to his childhood experience with Pennywise. Uh, it begins with him doing a show-and-tell presentation to his class with his collection of records of all the tragic events that have happened in Derry's history. Um, and then later, after school, he's targeted by Henry and his gang simply because Mike is black and Henry is a racist piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. you know things. I don't like you knowing things yeah. and being smarter than me. Your dad has a job and my dad's a deadbeat. So that's your dad's fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that this is um, a perfect example of, I think this is something that we've talked about before with Stephen King about the language that he uses. And he does use the N-word in his books and in his, when they're uh, adapted into film. But it's always like these horrible, shitty people, awful people using and, and this Henry language. Bauer's dad is an out of work pig farmer, shit 
shit for brains yeah idiot that, yeah that's not we um, we don't meet his in dad book. in this one um yeah his dad is a character in the book and in the remake but they leave yeah. him out of the mini series but right. we just know that henry's a fucking racist yeah he's a scumbag so mike runs away um he ends up finding the rest of the gang who are hanging out in the quarry where they were all confessing their separate pennywise experiences because up until this point they all thought that like it was just them or they were going crazy or they didn't know what ha- was happening then the six or of them are together themselves out or something yeah <clears throat> Um, but now they're all like, you know, owning up to what had happened and realizing that something bigger was going on. Yeah. You too. They're kind of having it. Oh, it's you too. Mo- yeah. Moment yeah. I thought it was just oh, me. I thought it was just me. Um, and so in the midst of this, it, you know, Mike runs up, you know, begging for them to help him. Um, so they shelter him and they stand up to Henry and his friends. They're throwing rocks at him until Henry and his friends are driven away. Um, and then after that, Mike is showing all of them his album and one of the old pictures in his album comes to life, like starts moving kind of, you know, like the Georgie photo had had moved earlier. And Pennywise appears in the photo uh, to deliver a message that they're all going to die if they try to fight him or whatever. And then his big gloved hand reaches out of the photo and tries to grab them suddenly. And then they're ah! and they drop it and they throw the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, you know, freak the fuck out at this point. Um, but they all pledge to find a way to stop Pennywise. Yeah. Yeah. So they know, they know that people are disappearing or f- being found dead. Yeah. And they know it's and, kids. It's all it's kids. kids. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're to our final um, uh, adult character that we're meeting, who is Stan. Stan's played by Richard Mazur. Yeah. He's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Is he also R.I.P.? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. but yeah. So because he was in the thing, um, which I loved him in, and <gasps> yeah. then he was also in that Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity uh, Disney Sunday yeah, Night yeah, scary yeah. things. So much stuff. Yeah. No, he's he's a very very recognizable face. Um, so he's playing adult Stan. Um, Richard Mauser. Mauser. Mazer. M a s u r. There's no end. Uh, no death date. Date of Whoop. passing. So we have we have a live one, folks. Um, he plays a rabbi in the Equalizer TV series. So that's that's great. Look out. Look out. (laughs) Um, so Stan gets Mike's call, um, and scurries off to the bath to have his flashback. Yeah. Um, his flashback is really all of theirs. This is the closing of one of the evening's installments. Um, so I would say that if I, and I, I probably could have looked this up. Um, if this was a two installment miniseries, then this would have been, you know, end of part one. Um, but anyway, it's a big culminating scene. Uh, it's the story of all of their journey into the sewers to find and destroy Pennywise when they're children. Um, first, they all test their aim with a slingshot. Um, Bev wins with, you know, perfect 10 out of 10. And Richie reveals that he has pilfered his mother's solid silver earrings mm-hmm. that are supposed to be their weapon against it. Um, they head down the pipes, but they are also pursued by Henry and his two pals. Um, but Pennywise is stalking Henry and his friends too, not just um, our our little crew of sweetie pies. Um, and Patrick, Patrick is the other one. It's Belgian Patrick. Okay. And you, they don't call him Patrick in the miniseries, but that's what he's credited as um, on IMDb, and that's what his character is called in the remake and the book. So 
That, okay. That's okay. that's the other fella. So um, Pennywise gets Patrick first. Um, but uh, in the meantime, Henry and Belch manage to snag Stan from the back of our, our little jovial Goonies party. Um, but before they can hurt Stan, Pennywise shows up and he takes Belch. Um, and Henry is like, like... up the pipe. Yeah, up the pipe, bizarrely. He's like... I'm just gonna fold in two. Bye. <laughs> Don't touch it. Fold in two. Bye. Um, and so, you know, Henry's is frozen in fear and shock, so Stan is able to escape. Uh, and Henry is scared uh into to his hair fully being white. Mm-hmm. So now it's like this weird greasers uh pompadour hairstyle that is like snow white. Yeah. A little weird. On a child. On a child. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little upsetting. It's like Village of the Damned. Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so uh after Stan runs away, he rejoins the group, um, and all of them together face off against the clown. Um, Bev goes after him with the slingshot and the earrings. Eddie attacks with his asthma inhaler. This is at battery acid. acid. You slime. Ah! <laughs> um, and so then Pennywise, um, you know, seems vanquished, disappears down the drain, and the children have won. Yay! Or so they think. Yeah. Mwah. It's back. Yeah. It, um, it so uh, we come back to present day or no not yet so they're back out above ground and Bill makes them all promise that if it turns out Pennywise isn't destroyed that they will all come back mm-hmm. and even though Stan does make that promise as a child back in present day his wife finds him dead in the bath having slit his wrists and scrawled the word it on the wall in his own blood and that's the yeah. close of that yeah. episode of the of the miniseries whether it's the first one or the second one i don't know right yeah yeah and that's also the end of side one of my dvd <laughs> yeah so time to, now, flip, time to flip the dvd time to flip the dvd and now katie is writing things much more briefly <laughs> oh, more more of this recap um, devil may was, care part two <laughs> side oh this two. scene side type two. type 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 and fast forward oh this scene type 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 fast mm-hmm. forward um, so we now this portion, like I said, is much more heavily the adult experience with fewer flashbacks to when they were children. And it starts with the arrival of them all one by one back in Derry. Uh, Bill's first stop back in town is Georgie's grave, naturally, where he has a run in with Pennywise, who is digging seven graves for them. But he shows Bill that one is already occupied, which yeah. we know is by Stan. But at that time, Bill doesn't know that. Right. And he's all I'm very upset with my ponytail <laughs> yes he has a pretty upsetting ponytail <laughs> <laughs> with like a ribbon yeah it has a ribbon keeping, keeping yeah. it together that's he's, what they did in 1990 <laughs> in 1990 that's here you kept your hair they didn't have Ties. Yeah, there were no Hair elastics ties. or anything like yeah. that. You had to use a gross game ribbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so next, Bill heads to the library to meet with Mike. They have a heartwarming, nostalgic reunion, including some shenanigans on the old bicycle, which was Bill's bike when he was a kid. He Silver. called Silver, like from uh, the Lone Ranger. Um, and Mike has, you know, come across it and reclaimed it for them. So they have some fun times. Um, Richie arrives in town and also heads to the library, but obviously not finding Mike there because Mike is off with Bill. Richie has his own run in with Pennywise. And I wrote, who is full of puns and exploding blood balloons. <laughs> this is a scene where he's like, do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> you do. 
<laughs> well, you better let the poor guy out. <laughs> um, so he's just telling all of these terrible jokes while these balloons are floating around the library, exploding blood spatter all over all these yeah. people that ha- that cannot see it. They can't see it, but are clearly moving every time it pops. <laughs> right? They're trying not to flinch, but we like, couldn't get good actors. Every time they're like, ugh, inside. You see them On go, the inside, oh, yep. Like, kind of flinch every single yeah, time. My mouth was open. <laughs> and then they're like, ugh. And then, and you're like thinking they, they can hear that, but you know, can at least put in earplugs or something. I don't know. Do better. Do better. <laughs> Come on. This is ABC. Okay. Prime time. ABC. Um, so the next to arrive in town is Ben, um, and is still in the cab as he passes the barons on his way into town. He's like, Hey, let's check this place out. So he stops and he heads down. And again, he sees the rotting skeleton from mm-hmm. when he was a kid mm-hmm. that has not gotten any more convincing with age. Um, back in the cab. I've been here for oh, 30 years. <laughs> I've been waiting for you, Ben. Um, but so now he's back in the cab and he sees Pennywise waving from the side of the road. So, you know, he's, they're all having their, their he's individual kind of visions. He's turn back vibes from it. Yes, for sure. He, they, he doesn't want them to reunite, obviously, for, because, yeah. you know, for reasons. We all know why. So, um, when Eddie arrives in town, naturally, his first stop is the drugstore. Uh, and we see a little flashback for him where the kind pharmacist is trying to tell him that his asthma medication is actually placebo and his mom is a hypochondriac. Mm-hmm. Um, but in current day, Eddie sees, he actually sees the, the ancient pharmacist, you know, who's now like 200 years old um, and is trying to greet him. But Pennywise appropriates the old man's body to give Eddie the same warning that he's given all of them upon their arrival Turn town, back. which is, yeah, leave town while they still can. Mm-hmm. And he had like a creepy claw hand and yeah, grabs him. him. And then he's like, "I was always partial to licorice." <laughs> yeah, it's, which and, who and, and who's partial to licorice? I don't care how old you people, are. I like licorice, but ew. Yeah, this is over. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I leave. Here, I don't inflict drop. people to. Eat, I don't make them eat licorice when they enter my house, so it's fine. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's just my own dirty secret. <laughs> it's, now it's out there in the world. No, it's out there. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everyone knows it about you. Gross. Okay. Um, well, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, the best homecoming, in my opinion, is Beverly's. Um, when she uh, goes to visit her old house, thinking that she'll be coming face to face with her abusive father that we feel, you know, she probably hasn't seen since she was a child. She ends up having tea with the old lady that lives in the house now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tea is going nicely until Beverly's tea turns into blood. The old lady becomes a monster and then transforms into Pennywise himself, driving Beverly out of the house in terror. I love that scene so much. That is such a good scene. The, the old lady's like, <laughs> she's drinking her tea. She's like slurping like, she's it. She's like chopping it. She's like, <laughs> and you're like, what? Something she's like an wrong. English bulldog drinking that tea. <laughs> uh, but then it's so off-putting. Yeah, it's so off-putting, and and it's not silly. It's terrifying. Yeah, and and you're just thinking, get the get out of there, and yeah. uh, no, nothing's right right now. You're being yeah. totally you're. Um, bamboozled. <laughs> well, it's crazy how something that just uh, kind of violating social norms mm-hmm. is so upsetting to see somebody like you're having tea with an old lady and she starts drinking it in that way. Like, why should that be so scary? But it is. 
Yeah, and it's not silly. No. It's it's very. You go, oh, something's yeah. get get the fuck out of there, Beverly. Yeah, but, well, Beverly, wrong. she doesn't do anything at first because then they're like, I don't know, maybe this is just a fucking crazy old lady. But then she looks into her teacup and it's full of blood, and so then she, you know, and then she realizes. <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. Yeah, for the tea. I bye. forgot. I forgot I had a date. Uh-huh. Um. So uh, after she runs out of the house, Beverly turns back and sees that the house that she's just been inside for an extended period of time is actually all boarded up. Yeah. No one's living there. It's all... Yeah, it's abandoned. It's all, um, <clears throat> so you're like, oh, that's not good. Facade. That's oh, what I'm thinking farts. of. It's a facade or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, not... She's being just... Hoodwinked. Yeah, but he, he just... <laughs> he kind of... Um, hypnotizes people kind yes. of and yeah, gets the them to, yeah mm-hmm. he gets them to see things that he wants them to see and it's yeah. so scary sometimes sometimes it's ridiculous but sometimes it's just it kind of makes your stomach hurt yeah. and it's uh it's so scary so <laughs> especially that scene i love it yeah that was a really great one um now meanwhile we get a little flashback into london where a worried audra decides finally to book a flight to the u.s to come after bill and we're like, I can go oh, say no. hi to my Kappa Gamma whatever's. Oh yeah, from she's, like, she's like, I've got a sorority reunion anyway. Maybe yeah. I'll check in on Bill. I'll go check over. I have to go. I have to go and see how they're all doing. <laughs> Is that girl still in the attic with the bag over her head? She's still there. I have to go look. <laughs> she um, probably is. She could hold a breath for a million years. Absolutely. She's, she's, she's a diver, people. She's, she's there for sure. Uh, so now it's reunion dinner time. Uh, all of the friends gather for a, a luxurious Chinese banquet. Uh, it's a happy gathering, even though they're wondering why Stan still hasn't arrived in town. Um, they share that they've all had encounters since being back in town with Pennywise or, you know, related entities. Um, yeah. And the topic of Henry Bowers comes up. So we hear that he's actually been in an institution since that day in the sewers where he went crazy because afterward he confessed to all the child murders that took place when they were kids. Yeah. And so he got locked up so after that. he got that. Pin, pinned for it. Yeah, for Penny, Pennywise stuff. basically brainwashed him, manipulated him into taking <clears throat> the fall for all of those crimes. And um, now Henry's been locked up ever since. So no one would see... Or, or continue, you know, investigating and, and yeah, trying right. to... They found, found the, the fall guy. The fall guy. Um, so now we cut to Juniper Hills, which is the institution, and Pennywise is reaching out to old Henry um, and, you know, kind of starting to uh, hook him into being an accomplice for Pennywise right. uh, in, in his modern-day endeavors. Um, back at the restaurant, the group is disagreeing on whether they should stay in town and do something or just go and get on with their lives. Uh, and the banquet ends on an upsetting note when the fortune cookies explode with a variety of horrifying creatures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like one with the spider legs, one busts open with an eyeball in it. One of them, like cockroach comes out. Another one has like little crab claw pincher things. Yeah, it's just gross and weird. Yeah, all, all kinds of gross stuff. And again, like the when the, they're all screaming, the waitress comes in like, what's wrong? And she can't see. She can't see anything. Everyone's yeah. like kind of freaking out yeah so the group flees to the library where they try to call stan and they learn that he has died that he'd killed himself Mm -hmm. Um, another frightening scene in the library develops um, and during what i called the balloon and rain filled encounter Mm -hmm. they actually have a little chat with stan's head in the mini fridge yeah yeah i'm in the deadlights now oh no (laughs) so that that was a little that was a little rough Um, awful the their next stop is back at the inn where they're all staying and they continue to debate what they're going to do 
um, and Mike schools them on all his research showing this 30-year cycle of tragedies in dairy history, um, explaining why, you know, the events that occurred when they were children are now recurring again 30 years later. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, back in Juniper Hills, uh, Pennywise uh, utilizes zombie belch to get Henry his switchblade back and helps him escape. So now Henry's on the lam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he's able to go find the old gang. <laughs> he's like, "Hey guys, I missed the reunion." Hello. Um, so soon, Audra arrives in town, but is tragically intercepted by Pennywise mm-hmm. and taken. Um, back at the inn, after a whole long night of reminiscing, uh, the groups um, are heading, you know, from the communal area at the hotel to their various um, bedrooms at the at the inn to, you know, get various things. Um, ben is getting a shawl for Bev from her room and suddenly she arrives in the room behind him, confessing her love and kissing him before transforming into Pennywise. I love that scene when he, like, kind of looks over at the big mirror mm-hmm. and it had a very shining moment to me when uh jack is kissing yes. that woman and looks in the mirror yeah and oh yeah i didn't room. put that together yeah because they're like making out and then john ben glances in the mirror and the first thing he sees is that he's got white makeup smeared all over mm-hmm. his face and then he looks down and sees below bev's blazer are pennywise's puffy clown pants yes yeah yeah so it just felt very oh. and then he goes yeah. kiss me fat boy <laughs> <laughs> he's like no Tim Curry. Oh, Pennywise. I just love you. <laughs> you silly little so-and-so. Uh, um, okay. So, meanwhile, while this is, well, Ben's getting busy in Bev's room, um, Henry had been hiding in Mike's room, and he jumps out and stabs Mike. Uh, Eddie and Ben rush in, and in the tussle, Henry is stabbed and killed. Mm-hmm, um, and then mm-hmm. the group all rushes Mike to the hospital to treat his wound. Um, waiting there the next day, Ben and Bev have an actual legitimate moment. Um, because yeah, he's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, she starts to say something that's like kind of similar to what Pennywise had said the night before. And he's like, ah! <laughs> you're creeping me out, Bev. Yeah, yeah. And she's thinking, well, I just heard that lady slurping up her tea and I've just been really upset for the- <laughs> Right. I'm just looking for a little comfort here. Relax. <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Uh, and so I put, yeah, now, so now they get shipped there. Oh, Aww. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're happy. Um, we find out Mike's going to be okay. Uh, I mean, obviously he's got a hospital stay ahead of him, but, um, he is alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the, on this occasion, he passes on to Bill the silver earrings that Mike had actually gone down into the sewer after he said 10 years before, um, right, to retrieve. Yeah. He said that he was in like a dark place, was contemplating suicide. And so, and he was decided to go in and, and look for them. And so he was able to find the earrings and bring them back out. And now he's given them to Bill. Um, so the remaining folks uh, check out of the inn, leaving Henry's dead body shut up in Mike's room, and they just close the and door, like, thinking, "Don't ask questions. Should we tell somebody? No, no, no. Just get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're all basically as good as gone, ready to hit the road and get out of town until Bill has another flashback and convinces them all to help him once more go down into the sewer. Right. Um, so they all gear up. It, they're thinking. <laughs> We don't owe this town anything. Right. You know, it was some of our worst years were here. Mm-hmm. We need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, you know, we, you know, we aren't responsible for this. Right. For, for solving this situation. Yeah. And then, you know, so far Stan's dead. Mike's been stabbed. They're like, what What are, why are we doing this? Like, why are we putting ourselves on the line for mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Um. But that bill um, manipulates them. That manipulative <laughs> bastard. 
Um, he's, I'm a writer. I can totally get these bitches to say. I know. I'll use. I'll woo them with my words. <laughs> um, so they all put on their like spelunking gear and shit, and um, head back head down to the barrens. Nice helmets and headlamps and all of that. Mm-hmm. They go back down the drains, and once down there, the first thing that they see is actually Audra's purse. <gasps> Audra's purse. And Bill freaks out and rushes off ahead of um, them. They catch him <laughs> and calm him down. They're running down the hall. <laughs> the sewer made me laugh because he's like, ah! <laughs> and everyone's like, Bill, where are you going? <laughs> Bill, you asshole, get back here. <laughs> and then he just stops. Yeah, and he's then like, like, I'm so upset. And then, <laughs> he's huddled up on the floor hugging his knees, and they're like, dude, Bill, get a grip. <laughs> I just was laughing. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> So they, when they find him, they calm him down, convince him that, you know, they need him, they need to stick together, and they all continue deeper into the sewer. Um, the next thing to appear is Georgie's paper boat, uh, and then Georgie himself. Um, but they all support Bill in uh, confronting it, that it's not Georgie, it wasn't his fault, Georgie died. Um, and then next, Pennywise's face appears, hovering above them, um, and he's still warning them to leave. Um but after that uh, appearance gone is gone, uh, they use the paper boat as kind of like a um, divining rod <laughs> mm-hmm. to guide them to uh, Pennywise's lair. Because at this point, um, you know, Bill's kind of putting some of these pieces together based on what Mike said. And he said, you know, he wakes up every 30 years to feed. And in order to feed, he has to take on a physical form. So mm-hmm. if he has a physical form, then we can kill him. Yeah, yeah. So they find the lair that has the, the cutest tiny little hobbit door. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deal with the hobbit door? I don't know. That's just, you know, that was within their budget. It's adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go through said tiny door, um, and they see bodies cocooned in webbing on the walls, uh, including Audra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She appears appears to be alive, but yeah, she's all she's hanging from all this webbing in the wall. That was kind of it had a it, very like Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? For me, it was Alien. It looks like how the um, people would get cocooned in Alien. Right, Um, yeah. But either way, before Bill can pull her down, it appears as a giant spider. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, I I suppose we can go ahead and stop now to acknowledge that um, over the years that Stephen King has never stopped taking shit for this ending. Yeah. That this was the worst ending ever. Yeah. Um, And... You know, they did something f- a little bit different with it in the remake. It aligns a little bit with what's in the book. But for me, the reason that I forgive it, because it is bad, yeah. um, is it all goes back to what you always say that what what you can't see, what's left to your imagination is the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. And this would have been a perfect time for me to actually bring that book that I brought that one time, like, four episodes ago. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Stephen King's book, Dance Macabre, which is one of the few nonfiction books that he has written um, just about the genre of horror um, going all the way back to, you know, radio days um, and film and books and things like that and talking about the idea of, you know, what's behind the door mm-hmm. is infinitely scarier than anything you can show the people once the door is opened. Yes. Because once yeah. it once you see it, you can always think, well, it could have been worse. Yeah. But when you can't see it, 
it, there's no limit to how awful it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, his argument, and this bears out with the story of it, is that he said, you know, some filmmakers or storytellers um, opt then to never open the door. Mm-hmm. But he feels like that's a cop out because you're there to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And you need to give the whole story just because you run the risk of falling short or disappointing or whatever. You still have a responsibility to tell the story. And so this would be an example of you, you know, it falls short. Um, but his his um, position as a storyteller and as a writer is that, no, you can't just leave the door shut. You, ha- you right. have to open the door at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was him opening the door to a to big spider. The big spider. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone hates the spider. I know. Um, <laughs> also, it's so hokey. Yeah. Yeah. The, the What they do visually with the spider in the miniseries does not help at all. No. Which no. is proven when we get to talking about the remake that just the spider concept itself is not a deal breaker. No. Um, no. You can do more and better with that concept uh, than they did in the miniseries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the folks battle the spider, they drive it back with the silver earrings and Eddie's inhaler once more, but Eddie is killed in the process. Mm -hmm. And after he's dead, Richie delivers the iconic line, if that thing comes back when I'm 70. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, Richie. So they decide to follow the spider in its retreat. They find it struggling for life. They rip open its body and tear out its heart. Mm Mm-hmm. So now that it is actually dead, uh, Bill is able to collect Audra from the webs, but she is in this unbreakable trance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in the world above, the survivors go on with their lives. Ben and Bev as a couple now. They go off, they get married, (laughs) they get pregnant. I love the pearl. Or the epilogue, excuse me, where he's like, Ben and Bev got married. It felt felt like he's like... Maybe they should have gotten Morgan Freeman to do it. Because it was like, they got married two two weeks later and had got pregnant two days later. I mean, it was like you had all those facts. I know, I'm like, really? Like, I I thought it was funny, but it wasn't, I'm I'm exaggerating, but that's sort of essentially what they did. Yeah. Basically. She was pregnant in two days. And, and, uh, they she was alive. ovulating. She was and ovulating. <laughs> and then they had the baby. It was great. Um, so I thought it was... Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. Um, and then lastly, um, Audra has still been in this trance, but at the last moment before they're ready to leave town, Bill um, is able to pull her out with the help of his old trusty bicycle, Silver. I put her in Silver. Yeah. And then um, suddenly she's like, where is my... I have, to go, I have to get to my reunion. And where's my purse? <laughs> um, and they live happily ever after. Aw. And that's, nice. that's the end. That's a nice. Yeah. That's the end of the miniseries, <laughs> It. Uh, okay. So I love the miniseries. But yes. okay, I did some, I wrote, I wrote a few notes about my preferences, which obviously wouldn't be yours or anyone else's. They're just mine, obviously. Well, if they're not mine, they're wrong. (laughs) So get ready for that. Okay, so I loved the first movie film adaptation. I preferred it more. Are you you talking about the the remakes now? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say... If we call it the miniseries, and then we can call the other two parts one and two. Chapter one and two. Chapter one and two, came out in 2017 and chapter two came out in 2019 so i would say i preferred chapter one 2017 version over the miniseries right but i preferred the adult ending from the miniseries to the film really from chapter two. Oh no 
Um, well, uh, maybe I agree with some elements of that, but uh, the casting of the adult characters in oh, chapter the two is amazing. Yeah, I think yes. that that even if the you like the way the story is told better in the miniseries, I feel like the uh, my preference for the cast in chapter two oh, supersedes that. Yeah, I mean Jessica Chastain and so many. Other, I mean it was Bill Hader. Her. Yeah, Bill they're, Hader by they're, himself. They're amazing. Yes, but I just felt. And our, our and, friend James uh, Ranson okay. that we were just talking about in Sinister. <laughs> and I love him, too. So yeah. I just felt, um, and it wasn't the cast. It was more of the jump scare stuff where okay. I just felt just kind of, uh, I kind of. Cheap? Yeah. I mm-hmm. got kind of annoyed after a little while. And I, I thought, you have such an amazing cast. It just felt uh, wasted. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't understand why they didn't just keep it more true to the book or why they didn't have it more people, um are more true to the film or miniseries adaptation. It just deviated so much in some ways. So, yeah, well, in chapter one and two were much more closely following the book than the miniseries. Right. That is true. But uh, but then also I kind of forgot a lot what happened in the book, too, because it's been 20 something (laughs) years since I read it. But I would say um, Tim Curry, I love him so much. He is the goat. The goat. goat. Yeah, he he will always be Pennywise to me, mm-hmm. but Bill Skarsgård is a close second. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah, and you wouldn't have guessed that somebody could take that character and make somebody that you like would love as much as the love original. So much because it, and yes. it's totally different. Yes, and equally excellent. Right, right. So, I I love Bill Skarsgård so much, but I think my because this film made such an impression on me from such a young age i was mm-hmm. eight years old so it's hard to rewire your brain a little bit from from what you thought was terrifying and scary from like you know eight years old mm-hmm. and then thinking well here's a new version oh he's just as good i i mean maybe he is but to me it'll always be tim curry mm-hmm. <laughs> he's my favorite so but um not to say that he didn't do an amazing job bill scarker mm-hmm. was so fantastic and yeah, like I, I love the costume. Mm-hmm. The reimagining of the costume for Pennywise was the just the whole thing he can do with his so eyeballs. Good. Yeah, where it was just sort of like floating, weird, mm-hmm. and like how, like there were <sighs> scenes where he was would just like be salivating, like yeah, they, looking he, at was, these kids, this juicy, juicy children. Yeah, no, he, I loved him. <laughs> yeah, he did an amazing job. So what I did was a bit of a Cora deep dive because I watched everything. I watched all of it this week, and but I just couldn't. Just take notes the take whole time. Notes the yeah. entire time. It was after work, late at night, and I, you know, I'm with five year olds all day, so I was kind of tired. But, um, so here's it was. I'm going to give credit is Eleanor Aklasron. I don't know. If I'm saying right. <laughs> she's like, oh she's, my god, that's my name. <laughs> it was written five years ago on Cora, and and she's from Sweden or something. So, this is what she wrote, and I, um. Just the differences. So the book has an interesting structure, she said, in which the past is 1957 and the present is 85. And it's um, it has the time frames are kind of mixed mixed up. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the adults. Because as we know in the films, all of them, they're kind of remembering because they've forgotten a lot of their childhood uh, because they're in some kind of trance since they left Derry right. and don't and don't really remember. Uh, so the films are very different than the than the book in that in that structural way because the movie it, the chapter one is just the kids 
And you don't really see the adults. And then mm-hmm. chapter two, there's some of the kids, but then mostly yeah. the adults are. Which are, is kind of similar to how the, the miniseries was. It was uh, more kid scene heavy at the beginning and more adult scene heavy at the end. Definitely. Yeah. So um, let's see here. I have, I don't know where I'm going. With. Oh, I thought it was interesting that in the um, the films, Bill's brother is disappeared and he's trying to find him. Right. Right. Versus in the films and the book, or excuse me, in the miniseries and the book, he he's they found killed. Him they have his they body. They know he has yeah. died, and he is trying. He wants to avenge his brother's death versus mm-hmm. Bill being. You blaming know, himself blaming himself and having this big question of of where's my brother mm-hmm. or maybe he's out there somewhere and uh, everyone's given up why is everyone given up and i'm just a kid here trying to solve this like find my brother yeah uh so you know that was a, an interesting change i think and let's see here uh and honestly i can't recall if in the book they had his body or not i don't know which which way the the book told it I think it said, or she said in the book, they found him as well. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a question of if he had died or has just been disappeared. Um, So I thought that was an interesting change. But then um, in the miniseries, there's no talismans for the characters. Like in chapter two, they had their talismans and they all had to, they kind of have to rethink of about their, their past. Yeah. Like face their Mm -hmm. demons. Yeah. And figure out what. Like uh, Bev's in the chapter two was the the poem mm-hmm. that on the um, card, which let me pause right here to say that her visit to that old lady was amazing, <gasps> epic. It was so good. Like you wouldn't think they could level up from how that part was in the miniseries, mm-hmm. and it's like it's very similar. <gasps> like it's the structure so, of the scene is so similar, and then it just goes off the rails. It was insane. And then you see Bev looking at the wall, and she's like. The old ladies say, my father, you know, and then like she came, he he came here with $14 in -hmm. his pocket. And then you see the lady kind of peek out of the bat behind her and she's she's naked. Yeah. And it's all very wrong. It's crazy. Uh, Yeah. Um, So that was insane. So her talisman was that. Um, And then they each have their own thing. They found stands, which was... uh, a hair net or something <laughs> or a shower cap the shower caps that he wanted them to spiders. put on yeah so they were gonna go do that ritual which um i don't yeah it sort of was ritual all, of chud yeah the chud thing and i don't think it was it was not really fully explained it was not it was messed up it was no but it was movie. i mean that was direct from the book and you know gone into but very de- much in it deviated depth. though from the book a lot didn't the, not the ritual element. No, no, no. But needing talismans. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so it said here they they didn't have talismans at all. But then, um, but they had their um, their own faith was what they could use to to defeat it, and then each other, their relationships with each other, and the sex that they had. Right. That's not in any of it. No, not in the miniseries. Not in the yeah, film. Wisely omitted from all visual adaptations was the, chi- the I don't know, childhood gangbang. Yeah. Yeah. They all love Bev. So, um, and each other very much. Um, yeah. So then, 
Yeah, they don't really have... Uh, it says here, their relationship... Well, excuse me. First, they have their um, faith, which they can use to go defeat it. And then their relationships, which they don't really um, relate to each other on an essential level. And she says, they don't really all turn to Bill and worship him and, and say, like, you tell us what to do. They all kind of work together. They question each other. They are just a friend group, mm-hmm. really. Um but it's just their connection that saves them, both as children as, and as adults. And um, then there's also the it, it's lair, which is under dairy and it's not under a house, kind of. And that was new that ha- having a house, right in in the films. Um, well, it was then, in the, the book. book. It was not in the miniseries. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, in the miniseries, it was like in an old, it was like the old Ironworks, which was a something that they referenced in the other ones. But in yeah. the miniseries, that's where they put the opening or that's where they accessed the sewers. Right, right. So then they have each other. And then, um, yeah, I just think that, I don't know. I like that. I thought it was interesting that they made Henry Bowers' father, who, uh, a, a policeman, obviously, mm-hmm. which he wasn't in the film, or excuse me, in the books, um, or excuse me, it's one book, but it's really long. <laughs> <laughs> he he is a problematic character, Henry Bowers' father, and then he gets murdered by Henry in the, you know, was he murdered in the books? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember either. It's been yeah. so long. But he was mur- he murdered his father in the films. Yeah, that um, was a pretty intense thing. Like I think that he was in a trance. Also, yeah, Henry's character and the backstory and and setting and uh, scenes with his father were really really good scenes in yes. the films. Um, and they you were can really see why like, he's just he takes that bullying yeah. and and just ruins other kids' lives. Hurt people, hurt people. Well, that's for sure. And- <laughs> That was crazy. And um, I thought he was very, I think it added a lot to the, that character. I liked it yeah, a lot. Their, gave it their, more depth. Yes. The direction they went in chapters one and two felt a lot more hashed out. And I appreciated that character way more than in the miniseries. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the miniseries, I thought, well, he is a physical man. He is physical, like a real person. It's not a manifestation and it's not an inf- influence or hypnotizing and it's not pe- it's it is Pennywise, but it's also another a, another way to get at them, the characters. And oh yeah, yeah. More than just like coming from the drain, it's a, a person attacking you. Yeah, with a a knife or a gun or whatever. Well, and that's what they say, and I can't remember if it's what if Belch says it to grown up Henry in the miniseries or what, but he says that you know. Um, I can get to them if they believe. You can get them to them if they believe, half believe, or don't believe at all. Right. So it's basically yeah. like, you know, Pennywise can't hurt them unless he has their fear. But he, if he can manipulate Henry, Henry can hurt them no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I think that I really liked that, how they changed that or added to that mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the films. And it made me... It was, it was scary. It was uh, crazy when he attacks Eddie and then Eddie says, it's been 30 years. Cut your fucking mullet off, asshole. And, yeah, yeah. And then Eddie is just, you know, super brave. Uh, and then he, you know, and then he's, you know, sort of not sometimes. But yeah, um, I just really liked the films in some ways or chapters one and two. 
and but then also the miniseries just yeah, the miniseries so has a special place in our hearts uh, because it's you know it was a part of our childhood and our um our the opening of our journey into this genre that means so much to us um but i think that if you are an adult who had never seen any of this and you watched the miniseries, and then you watched chapters one and two, there'd be no question which one was better. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have any emotional attachment to the miniseries. Yeah, it's really hard to, to, yeah, to view something. Because we can't separate it. You can't. Um, And, you know, we've been watching the miniseries our entire lives. It's that nostalgia factor and how it impacted you. Exactly. It, like, kind of burned into your brain from being a... Eight, a little kid <laughs> but the thing that um and you actually just kind of touched on it but something that the films did um so so well that we've talked about with a lot of other newer movies was the humor mm-hmm. um james ranson's character as adult eddie and even and the young eddie too um his character like the back and forth bickering between him and richie because the young richie was finn wolfhart yeah, and he's great um, from too. Stranger Things, and um, and then the adult Richie was Bill Hader, and so all it was just so flawlessly cast, and these performers were so humorous, and they were able to use it in that perfect way of tension breakers, but also to make. And the thing about Stephen King's stories is they're always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about movies that like. You know, oh, it like made my stomach hurt or it made me nervous or it made me uncomfortable or, you know, you know, ner- like, I don't know what suspenseful or whatever it is. But it's like Stephen King's stories are enjoyable. You're like, yes, like, let's do this. Like, where is this going next? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, the way that they use the humor in the films, because like in the originals, it it's. I don't know if they were really trying. There was the puns that Pennywise would would deliver, but they weren't meant to get a laugh. Yeah. You know, it was just because he was a clown and it was supposed to be an element of that clown persona that he was appropriating and making creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and any uh, passing attempts at jokes by the other characters were just not funny. They like definitely would fall flat. Yeah. yeah. But the humor in the films was amazing mm-hmm. particularly because of the James Ranson and Bill Hader more I mean the other ones too but those two significantly and their their uh, uh, accompanying characters um, of the children um, yeah. were so funny and that was they another like thing that was not part of the book and it wasn't explicitly expressed in the films but the indication that Richie had been in love with Eddie because mm-hmm. they did have a really close friendship. Because um, in the miniseries, it was Richie and Stan were like the buddies, mm-hmm. and Eddie and Bill were best friends. Mm-hmm. But in the films, um, the the dynamic was really between Eddie and Richie, and that yeah. was where like all the back and forth and mocking each other and making fun of each other and insulting each other as little boys like to do. And but they were really like loved each other and were really really deep friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Eddie's character, as we know, dies at the end, and Richie is just lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you seem like sad. carving their initials into the bridge. Into the um, love bridge. Yeah, and so like just that that little indication of the the closeness there. Um, so that's something where, like I said, I don't think that that was in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly wasn't in the miniseries, but I loved yeah. that element that they introduced in the films. I did, and I'm glad you brought that up because I also really, um, I mean, it's in the opener of the book. 
And I remember this clearly when those men are attacked. Melon. And, yeah. yeah. And um, and it's in the film as well. And it's so yeah. brutal. And That's why I was surprised when you said, and we can talk about this with Parent Corner, but that Charlotte watched chapter two. Yeah. I mean, I covered her eyes a little bit. and yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was really... Yeah. Um, really opened up and depicted because they they talk in the the mini series about like how the whole town is infected like they're all part at one point bill says they're all it in some way all of the adults yeah. like they're almost Ignoring. complicit in it yeah, yeah by turning a blind eye mm-hmm. and letting it happen um and so having this gay bashing attack take mm-hmm. place um, that was, like you say, directly from the book, mm-hmm. not included in the miniseries, but depicted really upsettingly oh, in the films. Um, yeah. That uh, that was something where when I was watching the films and seeing the elements that they didn't include um, from the book the first time around. But you don't know how much of that was the fact that the first time around they were making it for primetime TV. In 1990. In 1990. We're like, now, I mean, they would put all of that on primetime TV. Sure, sure. Times (laughs) have definitely changed. Yeah. And and Um, what we are going to put out there for family consumption around the dinner table. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. But I would like to kind of say really quickly, I read another article about um, the differences between the how they defeated it in the film that chapters chapter two and Mm -hmm. then and the miniseries and i don't i mean i don't know if i agree with this writer or not but he did say um beverly marsh using her slingshot to hurt it before the losers chase it down and rip out its organs is a lot more satisfying and cathartic than pennywise deflating from being called names and (laughs) insulted to death Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will give you that. So Although that, says, the visual of that when he deflated until he was just like his head was flattening he out. He just looked like and, a deflated balloon. And the way that they um, like, altered like his voice. Yeah. Yeah. I loved so, it. Um, it says there's a lot less to the 1990 it ending to be sure. And it's a lot less flashy. But as old saying goes, sometimes less is more. And um, so they prefer that that ending too. And I while they fully are acknowledged though that the spider was hokey, but right. it was also 1990. So, yeah. I mean, I understand. I, I kind of feel. I don't know. I, I kind of feel conflicted. I, I it deviates. Both of them do deviate from the book, and I remember it being just sort of weird. And I and sometimes when books are really strange ending, and I'm like, what? I don't remember what happened. Yeah, and I have a hard time re you know rehashing or re- mm-hmm. re- recalling what they did i remember being scared and i remember being like oh that part was scary or this part was scary but, mm-hmm. but how they even figure that out i don't know yeah i don't <laughs> I just... remember too well and um yeah i reread this book fairly recently but i think it's also partly because i've got the miniseries in my brain and the movies in my brain yes um that even though it hasn't been as long since i've read the book i couldn't tell you exactly yeah. what the ending looked like from the book. From the book. But There's then, only this one sentence. It says, um, you know, let's see here. While he hasn't always been a favorite of book critics, Stephen King is one of the highest selling authors of all time, having a million, millions of devoted fans. And he is always, with, as anyone would say, considered the master of horror by most. Unfortunately, as mentioned above, that mastery doesn't always extending to knowing how to conclude your stories. Yep. It is no exception as the book's ending is overlong, overwrought, and takes 
what had been a simple battle between good and evil and turned it into a fight involving a giant cosmic turtle. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, okay, that's fair. Well, his turtle concept, though, is a thread in his whole universe. Well, like, it's present god. in, yeah, in right. so many of his books, especially there, yeah. the Dark Tower it is series. It is an Easter egg and many other, yeah. in other, um, yeah. in the Stephen King universe, it's mm-hmm. an Easter egg, to be, to be sure. And, you know, I think that it's uh, sort of made me laugh because in the film, um, Bill is a, f- a writer and they're like you never know how to end your book like oh it was so good but you, the, the ending sucked. Well, and that's what Stephen King's cameo was in in that one because Stephen King was so famous for having cameos in all of his movies in the 80s and then that kind of stopped mm-hmm. um and then, and then he but goes, in this one sucked. yeah in this one they brought him back as the proprietor of the pawn shop where Bill goes and buys his old Silver bike back for 300 dollars you yeah. can afford it and, but he has a conversation with Stephen King as the owner of the pawn shop, and Stephen yeah. King is telling him that the ending of his story sucks. Yeah, so it's like so tongue in cheek. Yeah, you so know. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I really and that's what that. I love about. I think that um, Stephen King is somebody where, like, you know, I'm wearing my I Heart Dairy shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been my favorite author my entire life, and and yet, if I had a t- if I had an opportunity to meet him in person, I don't know if I would. I think that I would be too afraid to I wouldn't know what to say Mm -hmm. like I you know what what do you say to somebody like that that you know that's bigger than life yeah and that means so much to you that's been such a big part of of your life um and they don't even know you exist um Mm -hmm. like where do you get your ideas from yeah um, Uh, I don't know I do a lot of acid (laughs) I do like to think that he has a, a strong sense of humility Mm -hmm. Um, because, and, and I think that it, it would be not easy, but, uh, you know, a man could say like, yeah, you know, that I get it. That ending was disappointing. People hate that ending and he can still sleep at night because he knows he's like one of the best authors to ever live. Yeah. And he's he's like, okay, I'll take it. Regardless of the ending, this film has horrified millions upon millions of people, the film and the books. Yeah. Or excuse me, the book and the films, uh, and the imagery is forever in yeah. the fabric. It, it of, is the of, it is the evil clown, yeah, of our culture, definitely. And I'm looking around my room, looking at all my it oh, your memorabilia, your it paraphernalia, literally all over <laughs> all over my room with Pennywise with the floating, the balloon yeah. standing there, yeah. Bill Skarsgård version, and Tim Curry and yeah. the over there. But well, that's my I have yeah. the Funko, so my Stephen King bookshelves. Um, I have a couple of Funko Pops for the movie. Like, I have Carrie, I have Jack Torrance, I have Gage and um, Church Aww, from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> um, I actually got the Gunslinger because um, oh. they did one for the Idris Elba Gunslinger. <sighs> Jeez. Yeah, which was such a bad movie. But it's too bad um, because Idris Elba is it's so hot. Amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love him. But there, and so then I have both Pennywise's. I have Tim Curry's Pennywise and Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise. But then there's several different styles of Stephen King Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. One of them comes with his corgi. Molly. The thing of evil. The thing of evil. Molly, the thing of evil. So you can get one where it's Stephen King and it comes with a little Funko Pop Molly, but the one that I got is just him, and in one hand he's holding an open book, and in the other hand he's holding a red balloon. I love it. Yeah. I love him. I mean, yeah, I know I was sort of in charge of talking about the differences, but, I mean, there's the minutia. There's just too much, too much to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy, just the differences between 
the chapters one and two in the miniseries. But I mean, overall, um, there were a bunch of differences, but I would say, I mean, they hold up really well. I I thought, I thought it was really, they're very, very good. I prefer chapter one way more to chapter two. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the miniseries where I preferred mm-hmm. the children, to the, the children adults. to the adults. Yeah. Um, and that might be but, a little bit of the nostalgia you know. factor, too, because Probably. that was the other thing is that yeah. um, they fast forwarded the timeline. So instead of in the miniseries, it was the 50s and the late 80s, 90 to yeah. this one. It was the the flashback times was in the 80s. Like there was yeah. the whole new kids on the block joke storyline. And I got that. And yeah. I and so was that great. was another thing where it almost feels like they were making it for a very specific age group audience. So like us, us, millennials. us that, <laughs> you know, this was our, our gateway drug into horror movies. And oh, so they're like, sure. we're going to remake this movie that is so dear to them. And we're going to put the flashback period into their childhood decade. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, well, I thought it was interesting, and maybe this is not even on purpose, but they had the flashback when the original miniseries came out. So maybe, you know, people were becoming fans, obviously, like, you know, we did, mm-hmm. and then watching it as adults. So I think yeah. that, was, that was really cool. But I do have fun news. I don't know if you've heard this, hmm. that they're going to have on HBO Max, it's in the works. For? It's the... Um, prequel to it interesting it's called welcome to dairy uh-huh and it's gonna be uh some of it the show is gonna be directed by andy moo i don't know how to say his last name but he did uh the chapters one and two. Oh, okay and he also did mama he also directed that oh as well. wow so he's very very talented but wait mama or mother mama Remember the... Um, yeah, the one with the has girls ch- that got left in the woods? Yes. Okay. And I had Jessica Chastain in that one. That's movie as right. Well. She was the girlfriend of their uncle. Yes. Okay. Um, so that he's, it's going to be Welcome to Dairy. And this is what he said. It's an epic story that contains multitudes far beyond what we could have explored in our it films. And we can't wait to share the depths of Stephen's novels, or Steve's novels, and it's all its heart, humility... Our humanity, humor, and horror. Um, so it says uh, they're not really releasing much about the cast or anything like that, but I'm really excited. I thought that was... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be watching it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did want to touch on really quickly, um, in the films in Chapter 2, the ending was when they got um, Stan's note suicide yes note. yeah and it was sort of painted as a positive him taking his own life oh yeah um, that's a little problematic i didn't like that yeah. I, it bothered me a lot and that certainly was not in the book no and i and he was like i you know i i knew that i, knew I would that be the reason you know i'd be you the failed. crack yeah that, of why you failed and if you're reading this it's because you made it hooray you're welcome and everyone's sort of smiling as they're reading this i'm like no thinking this is i didn't like it and um, I read something to the effect that kind of echoed my own sentiments, too, online earlier today. And I was like, yeah, that that was a problem. I didn't like it. And yeah. I, I don't know. It just tried to make it tie it up in a neat bow. Well, and I wonder if they were trying to, because he kills himself. Like, there's no way around that. And maybe they were trying to make that more okay. And they just misstepped in doing so. Rather yeah. than just saying, okay, he killed himself. That's it. Like, yeah, they, I mean, they were trying to, I don't why, know, save it somehow. 
I mean, it, I don't know. In the, in the genre of horror, why is it such a big, crazy thing not to acknowledge that someone took their own life and it's horrible? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, I, I don't you, know. The, why are they trying to make it good? Yeah, we're talking about people <laughs> that have been traumatized by the most horrifying experiences that humans have ever experienced. And they ask him to go back and do it again. And he's like, nope, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to take my own life. I'd rather yeah. do that. I can't face this. I just yeah. can't. And they're trying to make it good. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just really bothered me. And yeah, I guess. It, yeah. The, it it's a little more pure in the miniseries with that. It was just like because he was already as a kid, the one that could handle it the least. Yeah. And so then it yeah. makes sense that as the adult, he's, he just the, he's the one it. that's like, nope. I'm he noping right it. out of this. And in the books, I remember him being like thinking he had a great life. He had a wife and he was just really successful. And he got that call and he, he's like, and I, can't do it it. All, yeah, I can't do it. Just no. fell so, apart. yeah, I, I think that I don't know. I just didn't like it. Yeah, so. I didn't I didn't give that a lot of thought, but I think I think I agree with you. And yeah. with that, that person that, that made that person, yeah. observation. So, I mean, there's so much I enjoyed about the. Chap the um, remake. Mm-hmm. I just that that was one part I didn't appreciate. But yeah. the cast is amazing, and uh, and the children um, cast and the adults too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm gonna watch the pre prequel. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully it'll be good. Awesome. I don't know. There's not much else for me to say about this. Uh, I mean, I could talk about this all day, but yeah, we have right. to say we have to end it at some point. Yeah, <laughs> right? and we we talk we've touched in on the book. Um, you know, I think that quite a bit. So maybe that just leaves um, the parent conversation um, because like, I think the beauty of the miniseries is it's, it's a good first or one of your first horror movies because it's, it's sanitized in the way that you would expect something from broadcast TV to be sanitized. There's not cussing. There's not sex. There's not nudity. There's the blood is just blood. It looks like paint. It's not gory. You don't see entrails. It's like bright red. You don't see (laughs) violence really at any point. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you just see the bright red paint like blood. And so, um, from a parent perspective like that, the miniseries is a great starter. I know, I and because it's scary, but it's not. <laughs> I should have honestly let my child watch that first, but I don't know. She asked to watch the chapter two, yeah. but I think that yeah, the miniseries would be a good like dipping your toe into yeah. Pennywise the clown, mm-hmm. and you could see the OG Tim Curry playing playing him, and um, they probably sleep fine. Or they night. they might not, but it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna traumatize them. It's not yeah. a life ruiner. It's yeah. just gonna be like, oh, you have a few bad dreams, or you're afraid he's under your bed, and that's that's what it's about for kids. Yeah. If you yeah. want to be scared, that's what you're going for. Like that that's the goal. You're not looking for like now I need therapy. Yeah. So there was um I let my child watch chapter two last night, and mm-hmm. I, I covered her eyes though. At certain times, yeah, because Grace, Grace had it already a, seen. A full line, um, you could watch all of it, and yeah. this is fine. I I did cover her eyes and say, "Oh, this is um, especially the part where Melon is being yeah. beaten Adrian to death." Mellon. Yeah, I, I I covered her eyes. I was like, "This mm-hmm. is too much." So yeah, and she's and like, "No, I want to watch." I'm like, "No, no, no." We, you know, it was only like t- 15 seconds of yeah. screen time, and then it moved on. So um, when um. 
So Grace had already seen the miniseries before the new ones came out. And I saw the new ones in the theater. So I had already seen them once so that when they came available to like stream or rent or buy or whatever, um, I she watched them with me. And but I didn't like I skipped over that scene at the because that's right at the beginning of chapter two. Yes. Um, because, I mean, in 2019, she was 10. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, it's well, my child knew a few weeks from being 13. Yeah. It's kind of. You know, yeah. I need to. I exactly. need to. And I need to thing. loosen the the, the apron strings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, not be so pr- protective. I feel like I'm. She. I feel like she can handle it, and I'm being ridiculous yeah. sometimes. <laughs> well, and I always look at, and I've said this with um with other movies too. Like it's about front loading, and that's what. So ultimately, so Grace had seen one chapter one and chapter two but she hadn't seen that scene in chapter two and i remember one day at some point after she had watched it with me she asked if she could watch it again like put it on her ipad while she was like cleaning her room or something and i was like uh um uh and so like i was was like listen so there's this one scene in this that i didn't show you when you watched it before this is what happens and that's why i didn't want you to see it and so i was like so it's up to you if you want to watch that scene this is what it's gonna be and I didn't want you to see it because it's really upsetting and problematic but it's you know this is what's gonna be in it and it's your call and ultimately you know then so she watched it but I think that um with a lot of that stuff it's like that's like you said it's it's part of reality and they're growing up and you know you they need to know that that stuff exists that people like that exist that things like that happen that language like that gets used Mm -hmm. and so um you know just making sure that you just don't dump it on them right you know be like listen so you know we know that there are people that hate gay people yeah and people that have anger issues and lash out and use abusive language and then sometimes are violent toward people that they are intolerant of and that's what happens in that scene yeah yeah definitely so i yeah i didn't let her watch that and and if anyone's showing this to their their kids the miniseries fine there's this yeah, isn't there's in nothing it, in the miniseries it, it's to not worry in there about. at all but the chapter two mm-hmm. it's in there and then um there's a lot of f words yeah the know? language is coarser there, there is violence a lot of violence there yeah. the, and it's then still the knife not a lot going of in henry bowers is down is yeah crazy that's pretty it's, bloody yeah it's very very it's pretty disturbing um and then I have to say that little girl with the birthmark on her cheek who gets yeah he, her it's just head so, eaten or whatever oh under gosh. the bleachers yeah and yeah. It, that was that was tough to watch yeah that was heartbreaking um, right and she's just so innocent and she's like someone you know sometimes kids make fun of me and and yeah and you're like oh god anyways you suck you're the bastard well and <laughs> then the the, the mirror maze too the death in the mirror maze yeah yeah especially because bill is right there trying to save the boy and he can't and he's mm-hmm. just powerless and he watches it happen like that's it's hard to watch yes yeah so i would say yeah start with the miniseries start with the miniseries and then i think your child shouldn't be at least be 13 yeah Maybe older. I mean, mine wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your, your mine, child's mine had is, a steady yeah. diet of Babadook and other things. <laughs> mine has Mine not. is Wednesday Adams. What are you going to say? Yeah, mine has a... She's starting to ask the questions of, can I watch this? Can I yeah. watch that? And I, I like this. And ooh, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I see myself. 
So I want to say yes, but then I'm also like, oh, well, but you need some restrictions. You can't mm-hmm. just watch Human Centipede tomorrow. You gotta, <laughs> you know, I got to rein it in a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's all about knowing your kid and yeah. baby steps and not showing them something you haven't seen. Don't ever show them something you haven't seen. Right. So if we, so when we see a scream, I mean, next to her and I'll cover her eyes and But again, like, like, like she's 13. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of like kids. I'm thinking Children. of my sixth grader whose mom let her watch Sinister. <gasps> yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh God, no, you, you didn't, you hadn't seen it. Or the other mom who was letting her fifth grader read it. Yeah. It, it's like, no, no. Well, some, I don't know. People sometimes think reading is really great. Oh, I'm so glad they're, I'm, I'm know, just glad they're reading. reading. And it's a classic. Well, that's what she said. It she was like, is. I was just so impressed she wanted to read something so long. I'm like, yeah. oh, my and God. And then you're like, oh. and, but, you know, it's it's hard to remember that sometimes a classic yeah. can have so many elements that are very, very disturbing and yeah. not for children consumption. To, At least yeah. not without having the parent there being like, listen, this is what this means. This is how this fits into the world. This is a way that you can look at this or understand it mm-hmm. rather than just saying, here, read this and walk away. Well, because in the, and then, yeah, they have all these feelings. They have no context. And, They're and that, figuring it out for themselves, probably wrong. And they're trying to grapple with these weird feelings of like, I feel scared. I feel, I don't know. I don't know. understand I what don't this understand. means. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's our responsibility as parents. To parent. <sighs> <sighs> I'm it's right there in the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm figuring it out myself. Um, yeah, but I'm just such a fan. So I just. Yeah, well, everybody should these. see all of these more than once. Yeah. And I have a few Welcome to Dairy t-shirts myself. Yeah. A postcard. Like, come visit Dairy. And it has mm-hmm. a Pennywise. And um, come smell that great dairy air. <laughs> dairy air. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, good conversation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I. I just love it so much. I can't, I keep saying this over and over again, but it's just true. I can't stop. So we are going to talk about next time, uh, Evil Dead, the move, the films. There's a few in anticipation of Evil Dead Rise, which is coming out in April. Yeah. The end of April. And we are very, very excited. I don't watch trailers. You know this. I cover my eyes and plug my ears in the theater like a moron so that I don't see trailers. But I actually. It's ridiculous. When you guys shared the trailer for this, um, I clicked on the link and I watched it and it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to um, do an episode on, you know, the origin of this Evil Dead, the name, the concept. Um, It's a great world and universe and it's Sam Raimi mm-hmm. who we've talked about before and we love and um I know there's a show I haven't watched it yet mm-hmm. uh, or anything maybe I'll just dip my toe watch yeah. an episode see see what I think yeah we'll but come through as much as we can we'll do what we can to to expound upon on our next episode yeah. to get everybody jacked up for if this anyone new wants one. to prepare in any way I would say watch the first movie or two and yeah, it's evil dead not, one evil dead two and army of darkness were like the initial trilogy very very long no and they're, they're like fun. an hour and 20 they're fun they're yeah. not like it's yeah. not it no it's Chapters not it. one and two where it's like 14 hours later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <SpongeBob. laughs> and you're like oh my god how much pennywise can i watch it turns out all of it all of it watch lots all of, of it. it um should we watch the remake of evil dead as well I, I, you know what as long as we don't make this another one week turnaround I will watch as much as I can okay okay well we'll see 
I also won't be, you know, having a tour of service in the Civil War before our next recording, so. I think that's good. And we can uh, yeah. come back together and compare notes and see see what we think and, and share for sure about that stuff. So. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for, for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed it. Watch it if you haven't seen it for crying out loud. What? Are you Jesus. are you still listening? Yeah. This isn't... <laughs> listening to this doesn't count. Yeah. No, go watch it. Okay. All, All right. right. Bye.